I think as a musician, it's very important that you are very authentic and true mm-hmm. to yourself. Um, and I think that's that's super important in life if you want to have meaningful relationships with right. people and the things that you that you do. Um, I value a lot of uh, critical and independent thinking. Mm-hmm. How to uh, make decisions. Yeah. Um, how to uh, build confidence. And uh, how to how to win and how to lose, mm-hmm. you know, those things I think are um, uh, very important. Sometimes you know, hard lessons to learn, but they're very important and they're directly transferable for for other areas of your life. Mm. Uh, whether in music, whether you're doing competitions or you're doing uh, um, some sort of uh, presentation, concert, right. whatever, you know, however, whatever means of expression you do, it's uh, uh, learning from the failures and, mm-hmm. and the success as well. Mm. Uh, that's that, that it, it applies pretty much the same to everything else in your life. Yeah, um, it's a later question, but maybe we can just uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, pursue it more, expand on it, what you just said. <coughs> it's like, what um, does music teaches you that you can take in other areas of your life and vice versa? Maybe, you know, like when we play mm. tennis, like uh, what can you take out of tennis and apply it to music or what teaches you music about life that you can apply it to tennis or anything? Yeah, I think... A, a, a a way to expand on that is really now when you when you make a decision when you choose to do uh, a particular activity whether it's tennis or soccer or piano violin or yeah. uh, computer science whatever right. graphic design whatever mm-hmm. it is right um, um, it's really the the dedication and the discipline and mm-hmm. that uh, um, commitment to making progress mm-hmm. in a in a consistent with consistently right making that consistent progress however small it is Mm. is that commitment of like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it if i if i don't feel well or if it's raining or shiny or you know bright day or uh you know um i think uh the grind Mm. (laughs) grinding um really um it's, it's the as close as you can get to a guarantee success hmm. I'm not saying it's still gonna guarantee right, success right. but the more you grind and the smarter you grind uh, the closer you get yeah for sure and you the least you depend on luck right and it, it just gives you a chance right to succeed right yeah it gives you better chances yeah. let's talk about being creative the following conversation is with Lanzo Luconi Lanzo was born and raised in San Jose, Costa Rica, and he has been the recipient of multiple scholarships, competition prizes, and festival awards around the world. He has performed in prestigious concert halls of Costa Rica, Europe, and the United States, where he made his Carnegie Hall debut in 2008 and was honored with the International Outstanding Professional Artistic Performance Award. In 2014, Lanzo founded the Costa Rica Piano Festival, which is the first of its kind in Central America, created to provide international musicians with the best learning opportunities through lessons with world-renowned artists, competition, solo and orchestra performances, and valuable seminars, while enhancing Costa Rica's growing music culture. During the conversation, we touch on subjects such as the role of mentorship, 
being authentic in pursuing music, following values, being committed, motivations, knowing your strengths, the similarities between sports and the arts, overcoming performance anxiety, showing discipline in creative work, talent versus effort, the flow state, daily routines and habits, battling writer's block, collaborating with others, the relationship between dreams and creativity, following a lifestyle that benefits the creative life, music preferences, and giving advice to younger musicians. I was stoked about discussing the different subjects with him, and I hope you find it interesting and valuable as well. Enjoy. Anyway, thank you, Lanzo. That's amazing. I'm stoked. Um, yeah, tell me, how, how did you get into music, and why did you pick uh, the piano? You know, it's very interesting because when I was uh, when I was younger, uh, I never really picked music. I always mm. wanted to do sports. Right. Um, that was my thing that came very natural to me. Yeah. Um, my mom basically put us, my my sister and I, in like piano lessons. And like mm. it's a very like uh, easygoing program. Yeah. And I was there for a couple of years. I didn't really learn much. It was more of a you know, playing and singing, but there was no real Connection. musical training, like techni oh, okay. technical and like ear training and stuff like that. It was mm. not very formal in that way. So I got bored of that. And then I didn't do anything for years, actually, until maybe I was almost 15. Mm. And um, my mom came to me uh, and she said, look, there's, an, there's this um, uh, Russian school in Costa Rica hmm. uh, where it seems like they're they're very good they know what they're doing and uh, they have been producing some impressive results with some of their students hmm. and I would love you to try it out and I'm almost like absolutely not <laughs> um, I wanted to just play soccer and play tennis right that was my thing I can relate to that yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, It, we went like back and forth a little bit and uh, <clears throat> then she, uh, like we basic, basically negotiated and then she said, let's do this, try it for three months mm. and just go for it and then just try your best for those three months. If at the end of the three months you really don't like it, uh, then you can quit and we'll right. never speak of this again. Okay. And I'm like, cool, all I have to do is uh, three months of this and, yeah. and then just uh, move on. <laughs> And man, that was uh, the most, uh, one of the most transformative three months of my life because they really opened the door hmm. to the universe of music for hmm. me. And it didn't take, it took a couple of weeks okay. for me to fall in love with music. Is it because of the teachers? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, you know, in a way they... Uh, They underst when you understand music, I think you, that, that passion that you have for music can be more contagious. Mm. And also that deep understanding, that deep knowledge, and that deep passion, everything. Uh, yeah, it sort of transfers to the person that you're speaking with. And especially if you're in an uh, educational setting, like teacher and student yeah. dynamic. Uh, so I was instantly inspired by it. And um, yeah, I loved it. Mm. 
I absolutely loved it. And uh, at the time, I didn't know that this is what I wanted to do for, you know, for a living or yeah. as a career. But yeah, it, it didn't take long. Okay. It didn't take long for me to discover that this is what I wanted to do. And how would you then describe your relationship uh, with with your music like um, now and then when you started compared to now? <clears throat> well, it was, you know, the initial phases is like a lot of practice, a lot of uh, learning basic concepts. My relationship with music now has changed because um, mainly because, you know, the stage was that I was in was more like I need to learn some theory and history and mm. uh, a lot of practicing and working on the technical part, get, gaining some experience, performing, all that. So, uh, you know, the, the more you do that, you, you, you start uh, acquiring a lot of resources and different perspectives. I was lucky enough to uh, uh, be exposed to different ideas throughout my life when it comes to music and, and performance and Uh, I've met some wonderful people, very inspiring people, mm. and uh, all of them have uh, impacted me uh, to the point where I am. And and um, I also grew to love uh, education a lot, and that's actually what I think my where my strength in music is. Hmm. Um, so I I focused on that hmm. more than like the performance or composition or any other. Uh, form mm. of expression with music. M mine is mostly uh, as an educator. Okay. How would you? Um, what's your view on mentorship then? Like having a mentor. You you mentioned that uh, the role of a teacher is extremely important. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think we should all have some sort of mentorship throughout our lives, and sometimes even if we consider ourselves uh, experts or. Mm. You know, you have we have some sort of expertise in 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 a particular skill. I think we should always have uh, someone who can give us um, some guidance, some criticism. We can bounce ideas off of uh, someone that we respect and and has a lot of experience also themselves. Mm. Um, I think it's super important. Um, so, and then also having the 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 keeping you humble. Right. Keeping you in Helps check, you keep keeps you in check, keeps yeah. you humble, and uh, yeah, and and of course, on top of that, having a good uh, circle of of close uh, friends that right. that where you can also you know share ideas and and receive some uh, feedback. Yeah, get some feedback, some mm. some criticism, um, and uh, and support most of all. Mm. Um. What are your priorities, like things that matter most to you? In terms of music? In general, or just in <coughs> life. In life. That maybe you can transfer <coughs> to music as well that um, overlaps with it. Well, maybe I'll make, yeah, I'll make that relationship more mm. like f from music. How, maybe how some, uh, what do you call it, like uh, mindset, m musical mindset actually transfer to uh, your life in mm. general and have transformed mine and have prioritized certain things mm -hmm. perhaps because um, I think as a musician it's very important that you are very authentic and true mm -hmm. to yourself um, and I think that's that's 
super important in life if you want to have meaningful relationships with right. people and the things that you that you do. Um, I value a lot of uh, critical and independent thinking. Mm-hmm. How to uh, make decisions. Yeah. Um, how to uh, build confidence, and uh, how to how to win and how to lose. Mm-hmm. You know those things. I think are. Um, uh very important sometimes you know hard lessons to learn but they're very important and they're directly transferable for for other areas of your life mm. uh, whether in music whether you're doing competitions or you're doing uh um some sort of uh presentation concert right. whatever you know however whatever means of expression you do it's uh uh learning from the failures and mm-hmm. and the success as well Mm. Uh, that's that that it, it applies pretty much the same to everything else in your life yeah um it's a later question but maybe we can just uh <laughs> uh yeah pursue it more expand on it what you just <coughs> said it's like what um, does music teaches you that you can take in other areas of your life and vice versa maybe you know like when we play mm. tennis like uh, what can you take out of tennis and apply it to music or what teaches you music about life that you can apply it to tennis or any yeah i think a, a a way to expand on that is really now when you when you make a decision when you choose to do uh, a particular activity whether it's tennis or soccer or piano violin or yeah. uh, computer science whatever right graphic design whatever mm-hmm. it is right um, um It's really the the dedication and the discipline and mm. that uh, um, commitment to making progress mm. in a in a consistent with consistently right making that consistent progress, f- however small it is, mm. is that commitment of like I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it if I it, if I don't feel well or if it's raining or shiny right. or you know bright day or uh, you know. Um, I think uh, the grind, mm. <laughs> grinding, um, really, um, is, it's the as close as you can get to a guarantee to success. <laughs> I'm not saying it's still going to guarantee right, success, right. but the more you grind and the smarter you grind, uh, the closer you get, yeah. for sure. And you, the least you depend on luck. Right, and it, it just gives you a chance, right, to succeed. Right, yeah. it gives you better chances. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, you just saw uh, um, Jacob so what do you admire what are the things you admire about the people you, you admire for example yeah I mean uh, the most recent experience uh, that I have with someone that I admire immensely is Jacob Collier right. I went to see him uh, live in mm. Los Angeles and uh, I was literally maybe like five feet from him uh, <laughs> and it was absolutely mind-blowing I uh, it's hard to describe yeah. all the feelings um, first of all because he's such a like a um, like energetic okay. likable charismatic yeah. person and uh, very uh, fluid not only in his uh, speech but in the way that he moves he's very authentic yeah uh, Uh, and very witty mm-hmm. very very smart you know so it's very in, enjoyable it's okay. an enjoyable experience just to see him on stage right 
uh, and I would say that's the weakest of his skills as a performer. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so you can imagine, uh, uh, and not to say it's actually a weakness because it's not at all, right? right? But I'm saying like <clears throat> he excels in almost all the areas as a performer. This is just hmm. mind blowing for me. His music, of course, um, is uh, complex and beautiful and simple at the same time. Uh, he he plays. He's a you know with when we say play music, he actually plays with the music. He doesn't mm. just play music. He plays with the music. It's mm -hmm. almost like a like a, a dance, like a dance, and mm. this like dynamic and interaction that's almost effortless with this immense, immense complexity that he just makes it simple and he almost like speaks directly to your soul. <laughs> you know, that's what, what, what I feel when I listen to his music. And of course, experiencing that live was yeah. even more. I bet. Uh, very high energy. <clears throat> and his, uh, his band, the musicians that were there were also spectacular. Right. Yeah. And, um, and you know what's really cool is that watching him play so many instruments so well <laughs> okay. he's a master of everything that he touches yeah. so that's also you know very humbling in a way too yeah. it's like wow you can really a human can do that it's yeah. it's just uh, crazy to me but uh yeah his music i love his music uh it's very upbeat there's a lot of variety there's a lot of layers his use of harmony is something that i've never really experienced any anyone yeah. do it like that um, so he, he, he combines complexity and simplicity yeah. in a very unique way. So, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, authenticity, you mentioned it a couple of times now, like how do you express your personality then through your music? <coughs> I think it's a lot of trial and error, especially mm -hmm. at the beginning. You have to try different things. Mm -hmm. And <coughs> I think it's mostly about, uh, acceptance in the end you know accept who you are uh, increase your awareness of your strengths and your weaknesses mm -hmm. uh, and most most of all focus on the strengths yeah mm -hmm. and build confidence there that doesn't mean that your weaknesses are you're just going to leave there of course you have to work on the work on them because you know everything is uh, complements each other especially in the, when, when it comes to music and different musical skills but uh, trial and error mm -hmm. and, and accepting accepting yourself uh, accepting accepting things as uh, as they are and doing honest work mm. you know it's like you put in your time uh, you put in the work and uh, I guess it's like uh, allowing yourself to be in a position where you can take as many opportunities as you can I think uh, an exchange of ideas with different uh, um, like friends colleagues different artists even in different art forms mm. <clears throat> I think this is extremely important and you get to uh, know yourself better um, get to know as many perspectives as you can <clears throat> and I think that's how you start building this this um, this the the person that you are almost like meant to be i don't know i say that phrase is kind of like a cheesy phrase but it's as <laughs> cheesy as it sounds it's true you know it's like mm. then you have to have that confidence that you 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 are meant 
you have a goal, you want to do your best, and then just be authentic with that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, your biggest motivators in life? Biggest motivators, as in like general, what, what people or or things. That's or up to you. Like, what motivates you? What motivates me in general, I would say, because certain circumstances change, but it's always having something to look forward to. So, for example, as a musician, if you have a concert or an event or uh, whether you're performing in the event or you're producing the event or you're producing an album or you like uh, there's a specific song or a specific style, like, but something that is set on the calendar um, for me is, uh, is the biggest motivator. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, um, having constant inspiration around me is also very motivated and motivates me to do more mm -hmm. and uh, it also helps me enjoy what I'm doing better. Mm -hmm. How about the people in your life? The people in my life, yeah, I mean, they, uh, like I said, um, if you have a good circle of friends and, yeah, and colleagues, mm -hmm. I think that um, that keeps you engaged that mm -hmm. keeps you on your on your tippy toes right yeah? and uh sometimes that pushes you to keep doing better even when you're not feeling it sometimes mm. so you, you can rely on that that uh, that support right um when it comes to the biggest challenges you faced in your life and um and the way to overcome them like what do you think are, are your biggest strengths my biggest strengths <clears throat> when it comes to overcoming challenges yeah, yeah. and uh, when you reflect on your um, greatest achievements for example mm -hmm. like uh, do you see uh, any overlaps among your achievements or the challenges you had to overcome in regards to your strengths I think <laughs> um, I don't until this day I don't know if this is actually a strength or a weakness. Okay. I guess uh, <laughs> more time or time will tell if this is a strength or a weakness. But I am very comfortable with risk, mm. with taking risk. And that's, uh, <clears throat> of course, as I get older, it's more, more and more calculated. You mm -hmm. know, you have more experience and <clears throat> you also have more people to uh, help you, support you. But uh, I've always been a big uh, risk taker. Yeah, I uh, can relate to that very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean sometimes uh, wildly unsuccessful. Sure. But um, even then, I enjoyed the ride, as painful as mm -hmm. it may be or it was in the past. Um, you still build up a little bit of courage, so you can try again, maybe slightly different, and yeah. until you 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 uh, make it until you you get what you want um, so I'm a big believer in risk and of course when you were uh, younger I think you should risk a lot mm. um, and uh, of course try to get as much guidance and information and knowledge as you can yeah but then you have to go for things mm. yeah think big from a mm. young age yeah and I think you're you're gonna lose that fear of going for big yeah. things uh, for going for 
for going for bigger things. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, once once uh, you do, I, I feel like that is a strength or a, at least a feature yeah. in me that uh, that keeps me also um, productive and and keen, you know, to mm. uh, to what's going on, to my plans, to to what I uh, what to what I like. Yeah. Um, and uh, what else? What what's part of the? Yeah, in question? general, like your strengths. If the yeah yeah. And then I I, I would say uh, <clears throat> another strength that I have is uh, vision. I have I tend to to see things done in a particular way, um, and and then put that uh, and then execute mm-hmm. on that. Um, especially if I have a good team. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that vision comes to fruition quite nice. So collaboration then. Collaboration of course, collaboration is is, mm. is key. Um but then executing a vision. Yeah. When it comes to risk taking, I think it's very close related also to curiosity and novelty, you know, and being like a you know, attracted to the unknown a little bit, you know. Yes. That you dive into an adventure, but then I think it's very important to to uh, be aware of consequences. You know, if things don't work out, and if they don't work out, and you're aware of them, you're like, okay, this can happen. Then um, maybe the disappointment is not as big, and you're able to get back up again easier. Well, it, look, it it all depends on <coughs> it all depends on the mentality. That you take the risk with, mm. yeah. Because if you are too focused on the result mm. of the risk, mm-hmm. then you're setting yourself up for potential disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, especially in the, because look, the risk is a is a funny thing. The younger you are, the more you can afford this, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> But then as you get older, you can still take risks, mm. right? But now you have the experiences of so many variables, mm-hmm. right, that you've encountered. So you're less likely to make bad decisions. I'm not saying you're you're uh, you're going to make flawless decisions all right. the time. No, that's that 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 wouldn't be realistic. But um, you were saying like sometimes uh, you might be like afraid of consequences and stuff. Mm-hmm. When you're young, you can afford to even lose it all. Mm-hmm. At least in terms of like your immediate resources, right. I'm not saying uh, or recommending putting in risk like your physical integrity or mm-hmm. or your family or something like that, right? Uh, this doesn't mean that you're not going to be responsible. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other <laughs> <laughs> whole other uh, accountability uh, topic. Yeah, the accountability and the responsibility that you're taking, right? Um, but uh, for example. Starting a business, starting a project, uh, learning an instrument, learning different things. Mm. When you're in your, you know, teenage years and your twenties, you can afford to start over and over. Even in your thirties, I mean, I still feel like sure. pretty young for many yeah, things. So. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, um, just having that mentality that you you can. Uh, if you set your mind to it, like yeah. another cliche, right? But yeah. it's it's uh, you do the risk assessment, There's and and then it. if you if you go for it, you go for it and go for it full mm. wholeheartedly, 
Mm. And, uh, and the worst thing that can happen is f you fail and you learn a ton. Yeah. Um, I think any art form is a risky endeavor in a way, you know, especially when you want to put yourself out there and you want to share it with the world, you know, you risk to be, I don't know, being rejected, you know, vulnerable, yeah. you know. But if it's something that you're used to from a young age. Right. Right. Uh, that's where you build the uh, resilience. You build the resilience, you build uh, the mentality, you build the confidence that you know that you're doing honest work. Mm. Yeah. Even if people don't like it, you're doing honest work and then you can uh, you can polish yeah. your product, whatever it is, right? Mm. Whether it's like music or whatever. Yeah. Um, you can polish it uh, without compromising yourself. <laughs> and then there's always going to be someone out there that is going to recognize sure. and the more honest you are with your work the more the more authentic you're going to be mm. and then people resonate with that yeah yeah especially these days i think especially these days yeah so performance uh, performance <coughs> anxiety is a big one in the performing arts right big time uh, yeah how do you deal with it how you tackle that bitch <laughs> um during my performance years, you know, I would, I would, I would get nervous. Um, but I think it has to do, I would say the number one thing is your preparation. Mm. You have to be incredibly well prepared. Mm. Good preparation is like uh, bulletproof almost. Yeah. yeah. Gives you confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it's just like, um, it's not just preparing it's not just practicing a lot. It's actually more important than, than the, the quantity, like the hours that you put in is like the, the, the focus and the, the quality, quality of yeah. those, of those hours. Yeah. So first of all, having uh, a really good uh, mentor or guide mm. or teacher, right. Or trainer or coach, whatever um, activity you're, you're, you're doing and um, taking very solid steps in the process mm. yeah until uh you build a confidence of uh, for example in in uh in tennis mm. for example yeah mm -hmm. it's almost like you have to work on your forehand does uh, until you build up that confidence that you don't have to think about it anymore right. yeah there's many ways to do that if you if you're always correcting, doing small corrections of like bad habits and improving and improving and improving, it's going to come to a point where you're not thinking about anything. You're just yeah. thinking about, uh, you're thinking like two steps ahead. Yeah. You're not thinking about the forehand anymore. Right. Yeah. That, that gives you confidence. Yeah. In music, for example, the technical part, mm -hmm. you can work on that until you don't have to think about it anymore. You're two, three, four steps ahead of it. Mm -hmm. You're thinking about the expression, the um the whether you don't know colors or, or or motions or the storytelling part yeah um, building up intensity or or, or the mood right mm. you're thinking about that you're not thinking about your i don't know your fingers or right. like oh this is too fast or too slow you're that was already yeah. uh taken care of that was already solved in the, yeah. right so that's the preparation part the mentality also you know it's like uh you have to fail a lot. I feel like you have to learn how to cope and deal with 
yeah. failure. And you know, what one of the things that helped me the most to deal with with those nerves is knowing that nothing really happens if you mess up. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you mess up in tennis, you hit the ball to the net. Yeah. You lose a point. Right. It's not the so end what? of the it's world. It's not the end of the world. You lose right. a game. You're playing the piano, you miss a few notes, you have a little memory slip. Yeah. As long as you're doing honest work, hey man, like people yeah. are going to enjoy it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Right. Um, <clears throat> but one of my teachers once told me, because I was getting like super nervous and I was making just sometimes like silly mistakes or, you know, things that are uh, kind of frustrating because, you know, mm -hmm. they're easy. And, <clears throat> and she told me, don't worry, at least you're not a doctor. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, doctors, like a surgeon, can't make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. So your responsibility is actually quite easy. You mess up a concert, you yeah. can always play again. Yeah. You can always try again. Go back to practice and try again. Go yeah. back to practice, try again. If you're a surgeon, yeah. it's about you saving get, lives. You don't get, you, yeah. You're saving lives. <laughs> you're dealing with people's bodies yeah. and yeah. families and stuff like that. So I'm yeah. like, that's a good point yeah <laughs> that's yeah. a really good point so uh um yeah that gave me sort of that that um now you lose calmness yeah mm -hmm. you know it's like you you're calm and you say like you know what i'm just gonna try my best mm. i believe in the work that i did mm. and and then on top of that yes you can complement with things like uh breath work and uh sure. visualizing yeah Relaxation um, techniques. I think, uh, yeah, some relaxation techniques, uh, getting enough rest, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all these things are important for sure. Um, I think a, a, an, a complementary skill is uh, public speaking. Yeah. That really helps your anxiety because yeah. when you're, you know, standing in front of people, yeah. it's always a little bit of like, you know, it gives you a little bit of anxiety, you tense up, but when you have enough experience, when you do it enough, Mm. You start losing that that yeah. that fear. Yeah, public speaking is uh, supposed to be one of the most, I don't know, anxiety-inducing activities. Well, it's really <laughs> just <coughs> standing in front of a crowd. If you just mm. think about going up on stage and just standing there and then leaving, that's mm. already nerve-wracking. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's really like, oh, like there's so many people. Yeah. Uh, so it's like being in the spotlight, but uh, in a way, I also have had another. Uh, Mentor. He wasn't like a teacher, but he was sort of a of a, of a mentor. Uh, and sometimes he would come uh, lecture uh, our 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 group, a uh, group of students at the at the school. And um, he was uh, a musician, and he was um, a, a expert in uh, acting and drama in general. Hmm. And he would he would say that when you go on stage, <clears throat> you're a king, or you're a queen, right? Hmm. When you're on stage, it's about you. Make it about you, but you as giving a service, not okay. as you're more important than anyone right. else. You are, <clears throat> it is your responsibility now, right, to deliver your joy and your emotions, right, your art form to the audience. Mm -hmm. It's really what it's about. When you're a real king, you serve your people, right, mm -hmm. not the other way around. So uh, that also sort of like humbles you. It's yeah. like, okay, I'm, I'm here because I'm providing yeah. something for you. Yeah. So I take that very seriously yeah. 
I but, have to give value. But I'm, I'm, I'm the person that is the most important person in this moment. Yeah. When I get off stage, I just go back to right. my regular life. I'm no better, yeah. no worse. I'm, I'm not on stage. Yeah. So yeah. it's also an uh, interesting, uh, interesting perspective. Yeah. I like it. When you're on the spotlight. Yeah. When it comes to creativity, there's, um, I don't know, in, when it comes to the arts, there's sometimes I have to be kissed by the muse mm. to have inspiration. And then there's also um, an attitude to just show up every day, mm -hmm. you know, show the discipline and put in the work, you know. Can you, um, I don't know, relate to one approach more than the other or what is your take on being creative? Uh, for sure. I am a firm believer that, that the discipline, the grind mm -hmm. <coughs> uh, is essential because you can always make progress in some way <clears throat> even if you're not inspired mm -hmm. you know it's like okay um, let's say with uh, piano in my case it's like I don't feel I mean maybe I'm playing like a particular piece and I don't feel inspired creatively inspired mm -hmm. right to like uh, interpret in a certain way or stuff like that i can always work on something else i can always you know then focus on technique i can uh read mm -hmm. i can uh analyze the piece i can watch some recordings or listen mm -hmm. and or some recordings and watch some videos um there's always things right, right. but but you gotta be in it mm. And the funny thing about about uh, inspiration is the best type of inspiration is the one that finds you working. Mm. Inspiration is much less likely to hit you when you're doing nothing, mm. especially when you're like when you're down and when you're like sort of with that defeated mentality. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be ready to receive it. Mm. Yeah, and and sometimes you don't need that. You don't need it that often, but you need to be ready when it comes, because then you can really take advantage of the, of of the flow yeah. of this flow that the that, right. that when the muse visits you, yeah, the take, take it all, take yeah. it all, and then some more. <laughs> Go all in, yeah. Go all in, yeah. Yeah, um, we touched on confidence, self belief, all that stuff. How how important it is to believe in yourself? Also to set like. Um, Audacious, audacious goals, you know, like um, mm -hmm. to, I don't know, to be a little bit um, over the top sometimes in mm -hmm. what you, what you imagine. Like how 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 important do you think is that? Um, you said you you like to take risks. The risk yeah. thing is like yeah, go for it, and but if you go for it, commit to it, mm. jump in with two feet. Mm -hmm. um, Sometimes you can dabble certain things here and there, but when you when you make a decision about something, go in, go all in. And that doesn't mean that you're going to you're committing to do this for the rest of your life the same way exactly, sure. right? Yeah. But um if you have a particular goal, right? Let's say um with tennis you want to you want to uh participate in a, in a tournament in a particular tournament maybe like a big tournament a regional tournament yeah. right uh 
then you you work your ass off mm-hmm. until you get there. Then the result doesn't matter. You just want to right. get to the to the uh, tournament because mm. you don't know what's gonna happen, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and or or when it comes to starting a business, it's like, mm. all right, the 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 uh, goal is to like start the business and I don't know, put the effort in until it at least is minimally profitable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you reach there, then you can make other decisions. Mm. You get to the tennis tournament. Let's say you make it to like semifinals. Mm-hmm. Maybe you win. Maybe yeah. not. Right. But then you can make different decisions. But you shouldn't make <clears throat> big move decisions regarding to that goal halfway. Right. Right. It's like you're gonna. Uh, uh, you say, okay, I'm gonna commit to opening a business. <clears throat> Do whatever you can, but open the darn yeah. the damn business, yeah, yeah? Mm-hmm. and uh, make it to the tournament. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. make it to the competition, yeah. uh, the music competition, or write the song, go and produce it, go to the studio and record it. <coughs> mm-hmm. Then you decide what to do. Exactly. Then you decide. Yeah. But the goal was to, you know, make the song, record it. Yeah. Then you decide. Yeah. That the, the next step is you know there's so many different yeah. uh, avenues. So. But uh, the other thing is like taking those steps uh, is a is a better way to at least have something to show for your mm. work. <clears throat> Talent versus effort. Mm-hmm. What's more? Oh, talent is meaningless. I agree. It's just um, um, it's nice. It's potential, but it's, but it's wasted if you don't apply it. Exactly, right. and. Uh, and then there's something very interesting about about talent because um, people sometimes think that talent is just uh, like uh, picking something up and then doing it right mm-hmm. or doing it really, really well for the first time or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and this is absolutely, uh, absolutely wrong. Um, the talent can be revealed in many different ways and sometimes it's not so apparent at the beginning I've known so many people in my case students that when they first start they pick up the instrument and they have a really rough time Mm. they have a rough time sometimes years Mm. until something clicks and once that clicks you're like whoa what happened hmm. it's almost like the talent was unlocked okay for some people it happens earlier hmm. for some people it happens much later yeah uh, but that doesn't matter as much because even if you're in the pursuit of this mm-hmm. break in your talent hmm. you're still improving you're still making progress you're still uh, moving forward and then <clears throat> talent is also such a subjective thing uh, in in many ways it's like uh, if we talk about music or arts in general which are very subjective subjects right? super subjective you can, yeah. you can uh, it's not like sports how, how do you how do you differentiate a high level two high level performers one that is more talented than than the other 
You're the teacher. You're down. Right, but it's it's very hard. Like you can you can see maybe some like uh, physical agility that comes maybe more natural. <clears throat> but what is the what is the decider? Mm. What what is the decider factor to say like oh this person is more talented than this other? Mm. One? It's gonna vary. Like mm. the 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 um, uh, what do you call the um, criteria that you use to judge that is gonna vary. Like mm. you might feel different than I do when we watch whether it's a tennis player or a musician or an artist of any kind, mm. and you're gonna see like maybe we both think that they're talented but we're gonna we're gonna say it for different reasons yeah yeah and this also is uh rooted in some knowledge of the activity of mm -hmm. course you and i know uh about tennis so we can <clears throat> identify when someone maybe has a little bit more uh, fluidity with their movements yeah. and is uh, a proper placement on the court yeah. and stuff like that right um but do you think, for example, I'll give you an, an, yeah. an actual example. Someone in the tennis court that has uh, bad or maybe not not good, not so good uh, court placement is talented or isn't talented? Yeah, there's so many different aspects. There's also like a um, game intelligence, you know, like a, um, in like a, like a, um, Decision making, mm -hmm. what shot you have to do. You you can maybe have a better technique than your opponent, but you don't make a better decisions when it comes to making a shot. There you that's go. That's a that's a thing I think. Um, then maybe this has nothing to do with uh, talent, that kind of thing. But certain techniques look more appealing, so there's a aesthetic beauty component to mm -hmm. it. You know, like there's that is also subjective. It's very subjective, exactly. Yeah, that's more like. Um, when you would understand um, sport more like an art form, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's less about maybe um, being competitive in a way or winning or losing. Right. You know? right. Well, but but here's here's a, here's a very interesting thing. When it comes to tennis, what is it really about? Winning the point. Yeah, winning the point, winning the game, right? <laughs> so it doesn't matter. You can have the ugliest, most exactly. uh, yeah. awkward yeah. movement technique, but if you get the job done, you win. Yeah, that's you the can, objective part of the yeah, game, which is less, uh, I guess, apparent or, or, or um, I would say, completely different from from an art form, yeah. where it's the subjectivity increases as you get better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. You can die in beauty and the other one wins off boredom. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, with tennis, yeah, you can you can even play with the racket upside down. You man, if you if you win every point. Yeah. You win the game. How would you then um, <clears throat> um, value or give importance <clears throat> to um, quality of taste in the arts? know there's a because that's kind of interesting to me that you can differentiate between let's say higher quality art and less quality uh, lower I, quality yeah art. yeah well i think i think that honestly i learned this i th i think it starts with appreciating what the person is doing first do you also think it has something to do with um experience when you start probably your the music you make is not as good quality wise right so that that's yeah. that's my point right so mm -hmm. let's say um 
uh, you are listening or you're exposed to uh, artists at different experience levels. Mm -hmm. um, but there's always things that you can appreciate about people's forms of expression, right? Mm -hmm. So when you learn to appreciate that, you can see beyond the imperfections and see like, mm -hmm. okay, what is this person trying to do? What is this person trying to create? Mm -hmm. And of course, as an educator, you have to look past that and, and, and see what their heart is mm -hmm. at. Yeah? And if their heart is in the right place and they're doing honest work, they will climb that ladder. Mm -hmm. They will keep polishing and refining their, their, their tools. Mm. Right? But an artist with the best tool set, mm -hmm. or I would say, uh, not an artist, Resources. but uh, uh, yeah, like, but a, a person, let's mm -hmm. say a, a person, you can give a, a non-experienced person all the tools and all the resources mm -hmm. in the world, and they will never create anything mm -hmm. meaningful, yeah. right? If they're not doing honest work and they don't, they don't understand yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Does that make sense? So, yeah. um, it's uh, it it's not about the resources and it's not about the tools. It's about the person um, trying to express something and and that mentality and that desire of uh, trying different things and learning and uh, sharing mm. with with the audience and um, and then as, as they get more experience then they can probably have access to better tools mm -hmm. but the tools and the resources are going to serve the skill mm -hmm. and not the other way around yeah the skill doesn't come from the tools mm. so uh, yeah. can you um, tell or reflect when you're making music or certain moments can also pick just moments, certain experiences you had, events or something, or general activities of music making when you're so locked in that you're just deeply immersed in it, the world shuts down around you, nothing matters and you forget mm. everything and just time is just gone. Um, well, are you asking me if I can recall yeah, moments or that you even like have, um, maybe you have um, certain routines where you know when you just play certain things. I think we all in some way experience it um, in the things that, that we do. Sometimes it can be in a like very, very short moments mm -hmm. and sometimes those moments can, can extend <coughs> and ca can even intensify even mm -hmm. more. Um, getting into that flow mm -hmm. i think requires some sort of uh, ritual mm -hmm. i feel like ritual rituals are great uh like uh great steps to to walk into this zone right um and first of all you gotta enjoy mm -hmm. what you're doing mm -hmm. you're you're not gonna get into the into the zone um, it's got to be challenging mm -hmm. every time yeah if it's not challenging you you will disengage immediately right. die of boredom <laughs> yeah yeah you either get bored or you get distracted or uh, yeah so 
um, sometimes like during during my practice, if I had to get something something or in a, like a recording session, for example, uh, it's exhausting. Yeah, but uh, it's if you don't immerse yourself in in what you're doing and you're not enjoying it and you don't like it. Um, it doesn't. Let's say you 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 get distracted. Your focus is exactly. is, is uh, affected. So focus um, is key. Yeah. <clears throat> right, mm. but the focus is it should it should. Uh, let's see, the focus should go like in a crescendo, right? Mm-hmm. Start with the ritual, right? Because every time that you start you you do this ritual is uh, you're conditioning your mind and your body to enter the zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah? You see it with athletes a lot, right? Right, mm. and uh, um, yeah, a good example is even like Rafa's uh, serving serve preparation, right? Right, he's he's <laughs> uh, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, but dude, he's one of the best players yeah. that ever existed. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you, what can yeah. any of us say? Dude, he has a whole routine his silly, right before his the silly match, routines yeah. and his OCD yeah. and and whatever. But it's only during the match. It's <clears throat> not during practice. It worked for him. Mm-hmm. It clearly works for him, so um, he found a way to do it. Right. Yeah. So he's more, he's in the zone more often than not. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that he's not going to make mistakes, or he's not going to have a bad game, or right. he's not going to have a bad serve, or mm. or even a bad season because yeah. he's had all of those. Mm. Um, but it's uh, the conditioning. Mm-hmm. It's conditioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 almost uh, um, a hack of our own minds because mm-hmm. we know that our minds can achieve uh, incredible things, but there's certain aspects of them that are also incredibly simple, mm-hmm. like doing the same thing mm-hmm. over and over. And once we realize what the result is, mm-hmm. we can just keep doing it. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like when you go into a, a practice session you establish a goal I feel like establishing a goal is important have clarity yeah have clarity on what you want mm-hmm. there's a yeah there's an objective mm-hmm. right uh, and uh, I, I remember I used to do this when I was in soccer practice and we were practicing um, free kicks mm-hmm. the goal uh, and we would have like the nets in the different parts of the of the goal post mm-hmm and uh, we would have to hit like five shots in every corner. Okay. And of course, you have to shoot like two hundred times to hit mm-hmm. those, right? Uh, but you're you're like you start getting maybe the first shot you're not so focused, but then yeah. you start going and you start going and you start going. By the time you're in shot maybe fifty, you forget everything. You forget the world, and you're just focused on the task at hand. Mm. Yeah. Even if you don't make it, if you don't make it right away, mm-hmm. you try again and again. Again, you make it, you move on to the next one. Right. You make it, you go on to the next one. You make yeah. it, you go, on. and then you're only done when you're done. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done, then uh, then you feel tired, and then you mm-hmm. feel right. But in the moment, you're not feeling tired. You don't mm-hmm. feel hungry. You don't even sneeze. <laughs> yeah, even yeah. some like bodily functions are not are not um, in the in the uh, 
in the like in the front right yeah. in the in the it's not present yeah it's it's, it's it's it goes in the background it goes yeah. a background task maybe you have to go to the bathroom but that's in the yeah it's a, it's a background task right yeah. now it's this yeah? yeah and when you're done all of a sudden you need to go to the bathroom yeah. you're hungry yeah. and you're tired yeah. right but um yeah so i remember those those uh those practices uh in high school playing soccer uh, with piano, same thing. Maybe you need to learn a specific section or you need to memorize something. Uh, and I would, you know, try with my eyes closed with one hand and then the other. I would try singing it. I would mm -hmm. try uh, with the music. Then without the music, I would try small sections that are a little bit bigger sections. So you're sort of making it a game, right? Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned that. Is when you make it a game and you when you challenge yourself, but you're changing, like, Mm -hmm. things up you enter that zone much uh yeah much easier much more effectively yeah it's a little bit uh play huh? yeah. yeah yeah um yeah you said rituals do you have certain um habits or routines how you can i don't know get the creative juices going um <clears throat> let's see it depends it depends for what um when it's something that I've been doing for a long time, my rituals tend to get really short because mm -hmm. you have more experience. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, um, let me see an example. Like if I have to, uh, if I have to sit down and uh, learn a piece of music, or I just want to read a piece of music and I want to be uh, focused. Um, usually what I do is I would listen to a recording mm -hmm. and I would listen to a recording that I like. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I would go, I would either find a, my go-to recording, mm -hmm. um, which is always satisfying, mm -hmm. or I would, I enjoy exploring different, uh, recordings of people playing that piece until I find one that I, that I like or that I find interesting. And I'm like, ooh, and then I'm really like almost taking notes. Mm. And already my flow state started because mm. I'm paying attention. I'm like, okay, I want to try. I want to try this. What if I try this with this? Mm. I have a goal. Mm. Right. Mm. And that sort of establishes okay. the goal. And then I sit down and I, and I do it. And sometimes I just go to a specific section if it's a very new piece. Mm. something that I've never read before or something that I've never played before or sometimes something that I've played a long time ago and and I revisit mm -hmm. and but I, you know you come in with new perspectives uh, you're more mature mm. so uh, hopefully <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't know when I was doing sports might be a little bit more more physical mm. um like a specific warm-up sometimes i would try to repeat the warm-ups that would make me feel good and yeah. make me feel loose in my yeah, body go and back to things that worked in the past yeah. right yeah for example there are certain stretches that mm -hmm. that help me like loosen up the hips and mm -hmm. loosen up the legs and then right. yeah, and then i can have a really awesome workout or i can have a really awesome um, tennis session mm -hmm. or, or soccer or whatever uh, but it started with the with the little warm-up getting my heart rate a little bit yeah you know pumping 
Yeah. And then doing some stretches that that make me feel loose, right? So getting it's almost like getting in tune with your body before mm. you do the activity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then once you're more in tune and then you feel it, then you're 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 ready. Yeah. Mm. Can you then? Um tell um, like a certain time during the day if there's a difference but for example <coughs> do you like to be creative or productive depends on what kind of work you do of course but let's talk about music yeah to um early in the day or maybe a little bit later can you see differences i mean that has changed for me okay. over the years quite a bit um i used to be much more uh, nocturnal Uh, in fact, my best time to practice when I was in college, in grad school, especially, uh, was from between 11 a.m. Sorry, between 11 p.m. and 4 a.m. Holy fuck, okay. And sometimes I would take that entire time from, I would start practicing at 11 and finish at 4 in the morning. Mm. And, and that was probably because it was quiet, there yeah. was no noise around, there was yeah. no, like, friends and stuff, because it's also... I'm, especially back then, I was very social, so I would mm -hmm. be looking for any excuse to like, goof <laughs> around, you know. Right. And, um, but then I could I could really focus, um, and uh, I could really get the pianos that I wanted, you know, mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. Um, now, of course, you know, the life life changes. Now you have yeah. to like make money and work and mm -hmm. and. Uh, cook and do laundry and <laughs> <laughs> all these things um so now what i do is i um i try to gauge my energy levels as soon as i get up and whatever i have if i feel very energized i do something that's very important mm. and i do that first mm. if i feel a little bit lazy or slow i will do things that are not that important until i mm. gain some momentum and then i will move on to the right. things that maybe are more uh, important at the moment hmm. um, and but hey I you know I'm not perfect I uh, sure who I, is uh, perfect yeah <laughs> but I I try I try my best right um, <coughs> how do you um, tackle creative ruts Ooh, a creative rut well again we go back to the grinding And the mm -hmm. inspiration, right? It's like mm. uh, it's got to find you working, uh, work differently. Maybe it's time to uh, change things up a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's time to uh, maybe read something that you're normally wouldn't read. Mm -hmm. uh, be exposed to ideas that are completely opposite to yours. Perspective shift. Perspective shift. Uh, have conversations with people uh, that you either find interesting or that are, are the like complete opposite. Um, learn something new mm -hmm. that usually sort of challenges your your brain to uh, to make different connections, rewire itself mm -hmm. in different in different ways. Um, And uh, physical activity, I think mm -hmm. it always helps. Right. Physical activity. And sometimes, you know, you don't have to, like, destroy yourself in the gym or, or go run a marathon. Sometimes it's like just 
go to the park and walk yeah and nature is a really good huh? <laughs> way to yeah keep yeah them. just or just go stand outside and get some sunlight yeah um and uh call a friend i don't know like mm-hmm. some something that 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 is still stimulates your brain mm-hmm. but you take the um, your attention off the problem right yeah right um but something that's still like you're you're being i think it's more of an attitude of that mm. of being proactive about it mm. and sometimes being proactive means doing the complete opposite maybe what you need is just to go have some fun mm. yeah mm. and uh and then you'll be surprised like mm. all you need sometimes we fo- so focused on the issue on the problem or on the deadline or whatever that are even not our only our bodies but our minds just tense us up right. and it doesn't allow that mm. change of perspective or thinking outside the box to happen because everything is so rigid right. maybe all you needed to to do was like go watch some stand up comedy on Netflix or go like <laughs> yeah. yeah go have a laugh go have a drink with a friend go have right. some coffee yeah. um uh, go for a walk and then you come back and you're maybe once your body is tired it needs to like relax and then your mind your mind relaxes and and you might be in the shower one day all tired and you're like boom bingo there it, it is, is. Yeah. you yeah. weren't even trying so right and then if it doesn't work just keep trying other things you know yeah. i don't know everybody's different right <clears throat> when you compare um making music by yourself and and collaborating with other musicians like you how 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 do you value that um experience also like from a um creative um performance point of view well i would say i don't have that much experience m- like creating making music composing mm-hmm. music um i have some but it's not my expertise mm-hmm. i would say Uh, but I have collaborated many times in different settings, whether it's just as a performer, of a co-creator, co-producer, uh, something like that. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've done in. Um, well, if when you organize your um, music festival, yeah, in Costa Rica, I mean, you have to, you know, it's an, you work on a music project you don't play music but you still have to collaborate with a bunch of oh yeah absolutely so um i think it's it's important to to uh i want to make the point that there's no such thing as just doing anything completely solo completely Mm -hmm. alone there's it's some in some way shape or form uh there's gotta be uh other listening ears other mm. minds uh in the process uh whether at the beginning in the middle at the end mm. um so uh you have to be very confident in yourself but also know that you have your limitations mm. and that you need other people yeah so in my case when it comes to like organizing a festival or running a business right um it's about collaboration mm-hmm. it's about teamwork right. and um 
it's uh, it's important to 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 have very clear uh, roles mm -hmm. of what the yeah. what each person is going to to do um, at least in that in that setting of like mm -hmm. a business mm -hmm. and then uh, allowing people to work on to to do the work from their strengths yeah yeah and that's where the most beautiful things are created because mm -hmm. everybody's joining forces everybody's exactly. joining strengths yeah yeah so yeah it's incredible and um when it comes to music that that that's also true like some composers maybe don't have the vision that a producer does right and then vice versa mm -hmm. or even some instrumentalists maybe i don't know a guitar player uh doesn't have the vision that a violinist mm -hmm. does even though they're both string players in right. a way and they can learn a lot off of each other and then just even completely opposite like some percussion mm -hmm. and some vocals mm -hmm. you know it's like uh that's sometimes where you can learn the most mm. so uh the more open-minded you are the more uh, humble mm -hmm. you are and and uh one of the things that i um that I'd like to uh, make uh, clear, especially when the project is mine, mm -hmm. and I want people to jump on board, is that I don't, I never make it about me. Right. It's always about the project. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so there's something greater. It's a, it's something greater, right? Mm -hmm. So our responsibility, their responsibility is not with me. Mm-hmm. Their responsibility is with the project. Right. For in, in my case, for example, is with the festival. Yeah, the people that are in my in my uh, staff and, and and the board and all that, they're doing it for the festival, for what the festival is doing, for the the mm. great impact that the that the festival is uh, is doing, in the participants, in the audiences, in the mm. country, in and yeah. all the people that it touches. Right, that's that's what mm. they're doing it for. They're not doing it for me. Yeah. Right. So um, and then you so you can apply this to to anything, whether it's like, OK, we're going to collaborate on uh, writing a song together or mm -hmm. just doing a performance together, playing mm -hmm. some chamber music or, or uh, producing a song. Uh, I don't know, yeah. painting something, writing mm -hmm. a book, whatever expression, yeah. right? It's like <laughs> making uh, a movie, making a movie. Mm. Right. Well, movies are a great example mm -hmm. of absolute collaboration exactly like there's there's no other way to make a movie yeah. than collaboration because no. you 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 can't be as good in in every aspect right yeah. you can't be like a, like an incredible <laughs> like screenwriter and then a director and then a producer yeah. and then a, an editor and then mm -hmm. a musician right yeah, and, then, light. and then lighting yeah. and then oh my goodness <laughs> it just requires and then the marketing and mm -hmm. the, all that okay so it's that's definitely uh, mm -hmm. I would say one of the best examples of, of um, uh, collaboration mm -hmm. that a, a successful collaboration can go mm -hmm. a long way expanding on that um, you mentioned like everybody has a role working with their strengths like how much is then um, the importance of uh, having autonomy in your role 
that you can express yourself and not like that you have like a, I don't know a supervisor executive that tells you I want it exactly like that mm-hmm. and it's more like here this is the idea and now make it your own right um, this is where it gets tricky okay this is where it gets tricky and I think that whoever is the supervisor mm-hmm. has to be great with people mm-hmm. uh, because absolute liberty sometimes is can be very messy and chaotic overwhelming uh, it's many. just it, it can just some it's very easy to go nowhere mm. with absolute liberty I think it's very important to have structure and it's very important to have direction is it then of course but probably in line also with personality but expertise the more you experience you are maybe you are right so that comes also with choosing the right person for the right role mm-hmm. for example um, and uh, understanding also like why you are choosing this person mm-hmm. to do this right and knowing what they can contribute and being open to it mm-hmm. also you have to be open to uh, disagreements right and I think disagreements sometimes can be very fruitful can be very mm-hmm. beneficial to the to the project sometimes in the moment it doesn't feel so no of course not so good but <laughs> but there's there's always it's almost like a, a, a type of debate that goes on and, and it there's sort some of friction helps you helps you but it helps you um, uh, I don't know like um, see if if see the flaws in your own mm-hmm. thinking and your own perspective right. uh, and also gain some some knowledge sometimes it's not even about about the the task but about the person the other person or even yourself mm-hmm. right like you and i can have a disagreement about putting something in a song but that can that can be very useful for me to understand you better yeah not the song yeah sure right or understand myself better. I'm like, oh, I see, I see what's going on here. So, I sort of start self-reflection, be, re- doing some self-reflection and becoming more aware of mm. myself. And sometimes I can stand by my conviction because of my experience in this particular mm. thing, can, right? And then you, if you, if you um, have the same attitude towards it, then you are also going to learn mm-hmm. a lot from this right. disagreement, right? And sometimes we can have this disagreements and all this thing just to go back to the to the same spot that we were, <laughs> and then just making that that decision. But we but everyone grew mm. in the process. Yeah, yeah. So it's okay. Mm. It's fine. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's about like going back to the supervisor. It's having a balance of not extreme liberty and knowing how to pick your. Mm-hmm your people, your staff, your team. And in the other extreme, it's like micromanaging everything because then you're killing the creative uh, flow of your team. And that means that you're using them like for for what you want. So you're making it about you. You're not making it about... I mean, you you put certain people in in a position because they have certain quality, right? Exactly. So (laughs) that's why you have to be uh, an incredibly good communicator because hmm. you can also have the right person but if you convey if you don't communicate or you don't convey the right ideas it's almost like you're talking different languages right. so you're missing out on their actual talent and their yeah. expertise yeah what a wasted potential so this is oh yeah this would be tragic yeah 
how do you um, in the in the music you you mentioned earlier like um, I'm just listening or looking you know like what kind of senses you use is there um, can you tell that specific senses feeling hearing you know just seeing your visual sense is there certain senses that work better than others in music because music is about feeling in a way and uh, I heard also tennis is about feeling it's mm -hmm. less about thinking it's mm -hmm. more about mm -hmm. feeling you know and I see a lot of musicians even though you look at your instrument to see what you're playing when you really like are immersed in it eyes are closed right uh, I think that that's actually um, I would explain that better if we look at the like the like a, the learning stages or the learning mm -hmm. process mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you have to rely on certain senses more mm -hmm. than others depending on the uh, yeah. the uh, the stage that you're in mm. if you're learning an instrument for the first time you can't have your eyes closed right like that yeah that's gonna slow you down i'm not saying it's possible but it's really gonna slow you yeah. down <laughs> right and it's gonna challenge whoever's teaching yeah. you as well right yeah, so yeah. um and i just think it's it's just having clarity you need to that, know where that the key is right yeah exactly <laughs> it's just like which which string you know or which yeah. key or yeah, yeah. like which drum am i hitting it's like yeah. oh just throw the yeah. stick wherever well, that was a symbol yeah <laughs> <laughs> i tried um but uh <clears throat> yeah the um i would say the most important sense is your ear and mm. and your ear has to be connected to your heart mm -hmm. and your metaphoric heart of course yeah, right yeah, yeah. but um it has to feel right i always i always uh one of the approaches, maybe not not always, because it all everything depends on, on on the person. But I often um, explain to my students that um, the first thing you have to do is imagine, use your imagination, mm. and then start building what you want in your imagination, mm. and then hear it in your imagination, and feel it in your imagination, mm -hmm. and see it in your imagination, mm -hmm. right? So you sort of have like this model. You create this model in your head. Mm. And when you then start executing, you have a model to contrast your result with, mm. right? And of course, you ha you're, you're creating this, this um, model. And this model is, is also evolving. I'm not saying that it's going to be like the one perfect thing, but at least you have a, a, a better idea of what you want. Mm. And then when you start executing... Uh, of course, you're gonna make a lot of mistakes, and it's gonna sound like shit. And you know, it's part of the yeah. it's part of the process, right? Right. But you try it for like I don't know. Can I curse in, in this or? Yeah, please. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're gonna <clears throat> let's say you I you, cursed already. You, yeah. Well, <laughs> you have this idea here that you created in your imagination, and then you start executing, and you start maybe here, and mm. it sounds really bad, and then. Uh, you keep practicing certain things and then uh, maybe this part improves this one hasn't improved that much so this one is getting closer to your ideal but not this one so you start working on this one and you sort of like inch your way up to mm -hmm. here but sometimes along the way you say like oh this was actually really cool mm. why don't I add it to my I model model mm -hmm. right 
and that one thing you already know how to do. Mm. And then on the other hand, you have a mentor, you have a teacher, you have a, um, a guide that's also giving you feedback. It's like, oh, about this imagination, how about we read this book and see what actually uh, would, would fit best in this style? Or mm -hmm. how about we uh, uh, listen to some recordings? How about we, uh, I don't know, bounce ideas mm. off of each other one i ex I, ex i share my experience with you right as a as an yeah. edu as your educator as your as your teacher as your mentor uh so that you can you can polish you can better understand what you're doing right, right. so this is also going to evolve but then there's this process that's going on with your execution until you arrive to your mm. as close to your goal that you built right so it's an mm. internal process So you're using your ear, you're using, so you're always in tune, attuned to that. Mm -hmm. There's no way you can't use all of your senses right. if you don't have this ideal. Because yeah. otherwise you're just playing mindlessly mm. and then you're just moving fingers. Yeah. Or you're just swinging arms or you're just kicking balls. And mm -hmm. Right. For what? What is, <laughs> right? There's no real direction. You have to have your, um, you have to use your imagination Uh, have your ideals and um, and then execute mm -hmm. in that direction. Mm. Um, talked a few times already about having objectives, goals, you know, um, but they're different kind of goals. You can have uh, a result, you know, some kind of achievement, mm -hmm. and you have can have learning goals, and you can also have a goal to experience something, which mm -hmm. is intrinsically motivating. And then there's the idea that you should uh, value process over um, outcome or results. Mm. Is there any, how do you feel about this? You know, is it, uh, is it more about the journey and your... Well, I, I would say most of the time it's about the journey because you don't have control over the results. You don't mm -hmm. get to choose what the results are, almost mm -hmm. never. But you get to control what you do every day. Mm. Almost, like, at least how you feel and what you do. Right. You get to control that a little bit more. Um, like for example, uh, uh, this applies not to everything, uh, especially when it comes to uh, music stuff that is more subjective. Mm -hmm. um, I often tell my students when they're preparing for like a competition or some, you know, some some activity that where they're going to be evaluated, that the best they can do is honest work on good preparation, mm. and then play their best. Right. After that, there's nothing else they have control over. No, If they have a jury in front of them, they're going to write what they write. They're going to choose according to their own criteria and mm. preferences. And maybe some of them are going to be grumpy that day because they're hungry and they didn't have their coffee. The other one is going to be upset because they had a, a fight with their wife or, mm. or husband <laughs> or girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. And then the other one's probably going to be in a good mood and is going to, is going to write great uh, comments for everybody yeah. and is going to you know, rate everybody really high and yeah. um, you don't get to choose yeah. that result, right? So you go to a competition, play your best, do your best, smile, thank the audience, uh, thank the, the people that are there listening, get off the stage, forget about it, move on to the next thing. Mm. If you win, great. If not, you still win because you did your best, mm. right? And then if you don't win, you can try again next time. Mm. And with... Uh, With other maybe more objective uh, activities like tennis, it's like, yeah, whoever, or soccer, whoever just scores the most points wins, right? Right. Uh, but in a way, 
the subjectivity comes like sometimes it's not whoever plays the best that wins. Sure. Right. Sometimes there's a little bit of luck involved. Sometimes mm -hmm. there's uh, sometimes there's some really tough uh, battles with your opponent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it becomes more of a chess match than right. than anything. Right. Um, and you just it can be the ball maybe was out yeah. this long. There can be human error. Now now we have yeah. less human error, but back in the day sometimes it was yeah. human error. Right? How many championships yeah. were lost or won mm. because of human error? Or you didn't take your chances. You know, you had, uh, to, I don't know, 10 break chances, but you didn't take them and then your opponent had won. Right. And took it. And took it. <laughs> so yeah. with this, okay, this is a, a, a really good one with soccer, for example. Mm. Sometimes you can have 20 chances. 25 shots on goal. Right. And your opponent had won, but they scored. Mm. Yeah, I remember it. <coughs> what was it? 2012. Champions League final by Munich against Chelsea. Oh my god. Mm. <laughs> also, mentality, confidence or overconfidence sometimes mm. can play tricks on you. Yeah. Mm. Some of the greatest creative <coughs> moments um, yeah. had uh, uh, created art or had like um, deep insights during dreaming. Mm. What's your relationship with dreaming? Do you remember your dreams? Uh, not very often, mm. to be honest. Uh, did you take? Anything? I wish I did. Uh, I wish I remembered my dreams. Did you take anything out of it? But some sometimes, you know what? Sometimes I have clear moments when I just wake up, like right after waking up. Mm -hmm. Maybe not from dreams, but I have great ideas or I have great insights about mm, myself or about okay. problem solving and stuff like that. I feel like. Well, from what we know in my uh, limited knowledge on the scientific part of, mm -hmm. of, of dreams and how the brain works. But I know the brain is very, very active in our sleep. Mm -hmm. Probably when it's most active mm -hmm. in, in certain areas. And it's processing a lot of the things that went on when we're awake. Mm -hmm. Or preparing us for something new. It's repairing itself, regenerating, uh, resting uh, our bodies while the, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot yeah, going yeah, on, yeah. yeah. Memory consolidation. The memory part, uh, your immune system, like there's recovery, right? Exactly. Uh, <clears throat> so um, I think um, if you feed your brain good information. It will, it will uh, improve your. It, it would improve in your sleep, mm -mm. I think, because if you feed it a bunch of junk, mm -hmm. that's what it's gonna process in your sleep, mm -hmm. right? And it's gonna it's gonna make all these like nonlinear connections. Sometimes you know our our, our dreams don't make sense, um, but I think if, if it's uh, valuable, useful information, mm -hmm. we have better chances of our brains coming up with interesting things in our right. sleep. How do you value then uh, lifestyle choices? It means um, nutrition, exercise, your social connections, your sleep, you know. <coughs> um, what kind of effect does that have um, on your productivity, on yeah, your crea I mean, creative performance? <coughs> I think uh, health should be uh, our number one or always close to number one. Yeah. 
because without even my grandpa used to tell us all the time it's like we got without health you're nothing mm -hmm. you can't do nothing that's a really important yeah. investment yeah he just turned 97 by the way oh congrats yeah <laughs> <Damn>. go grandpa <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah he he uh, really uh valued his health and and um that doesn't mean like he's perfect like we don't have to no. be perfect but we have to make you know conscious choices about our lifestyle yeah. uh, and health just do doesn't just mean what you eat it's it's what you consume in every way right right um, the media the media that you consume the mm. books that you read the people mm. you relate with exactly uh the physical environment that mm -hmm. you're in mm -hmm. yeah that's part of like you there's a lot of, yeah. of, of uh, uh information yeah. going your way and oh, you uh, have your home organized now it, yeah mm. are, are you uh on top of things yeah are you um yeah are you organized mm. uh, sometimes our physical space is a ref reflection right. of our internal space yeah is it messy um so <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with making a mess there but there's i think there's uh uh, it's not advantageous to live in a mess, to live mm -hmm. in chaos. I don't think it's a, it's a good thing. Mm. Uh, I think it's important to learn how to deal with chaos and mm. be willing to dive deep into chaos. The creative process is very right, chaotic. Exactly, the creative <laughs> process. And, and, um, it's a messy process. Yeah. And I don't think you can be truly organized until you know what a real mess is. Mm. Right, you need to, you need to be in messy situations. You need to know what a messy room looks like. Mm. You need to know you need to know how you can make a mess, but to create something beautiful and then clean up after yourself. Mm -hmm. You know. And I think I'm a huge believer in effi building efficient systems. Mm. <clears throat> um, for example, building a system where you can, when you can, where you can uh, really um, increase the efficiency and effectiveness of your workflow mm -hmm. there you yeah. go so that's a very like i would say like very analytical the very analytical part yeah. of you creating a system where you can be completely free in your yeah. creativity you have more cognitive right. resources available for the process right so. right so and it's like okay like for example we talked about the rituals the mm -hmm. ritual can be part of a system that you exactly. know it works yeah. right um <coughs> uh the best thing I can come up with when it comes to that is uh, in the culinary arts and food, mm. right? If you have a system of how you uh, go about certain recipes, how you operate your kitchen, mm -hmm. that can have uh, incredible results, especially if you're like juggling different dishes at the same yeah, time. Cooking is all about timing. Huh? It's the timing, right? Yeah. But you need a system, right? Yeah. Otherwise... You can be an expert, but you're gonna burn your bread, and you're gonna <laughs> your, your pasta is gonna be overcooked, and right. then the oven is Manol going to dente. right. <clears throat> and maybe you're an expert in all of them, but you don't, you have a you have right. a poor organization. You don't have a good system. So, uh, yeah, you can burn your house to the ground yeah. <laughs> because of poor planning, mm. even if you have you're highly skilled at something. Right. Mindfulness is a big uh, topic within society it's getting more and more popular do you have any mindfulness practices how about um, something like gratitude um, <clears throat> I would say I'm not like 
super um, consistent mm. with like meditation mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I don't know um, what else is considered like more like mindfulness but um, breathing exercises like some breathing exercises mm. of course I've done quite a bit and mm. I try to, to keep some sort of regularity mm. with it um, Or just uh, a just a simple gratitude practice, like keeping some, a gratitude journal. Yeah, sometimes, um, you know, I I try to just be, remind myself to be in the moment, feel what I'm feeling, and yeah. uh, be grateful for what I have. Yeah. I don't necessarily have like a like a journal where I write all yeah. these things, but I I, I do um, remind myself constantly yeah. of of things uh, you can reflect on that. I reflect on yeah. things very often um, yeah. I always try to find the good even in the in the bad situations because yeah. uh, there's al- always something good that you can that you can uh, get out of a bad situation um, without going too far of course and, yeah. and, and, and falling into that uh, toxic positivity like yeah. oh yeah, everything yeah. is fine everything is fine not right, right. not 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 Sometimes things are not fine, yeah. And it, but it's okay, right? Once yeah. you, when you accept that things are not fine, but you also know that you can get out of it, and then yeah. things are going to be fine after this situation. Mm-hmm. No, be honest with yourself, right? Yeah. Th- but then you can, then you can don't um, bullshit yourself, <laughs> right? Then then you can take the 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 appropriate steps to to solve yeah. the issue and and not be like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, and and just right. what you're doing is avoiding or ignoring, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you say like, oh, this is not fine. Let's make it fine mm. and just have the confidence that yes i i know i can make this make this be fine mm. but right now it's not mm. yeah and right now we have to deal with it right what are things in music um you really enjoy and what are other parts you could like yeah you in your music uh, journey <coughs> um things that i enjoy yeah that are most enjoyable And uh, other things about like being a musician, being a teacher, maybe you could uh, that are not fun, but they're just part of it. Well, things that I enjoy, particularly in what I do in the education part, I love. Um, I love dealing with uh, with children. I think they are incredible. Mm. I think we don't uh, value them as much. As we should, I think. Um, I think the greatest creative minds. They have greatest learners. Incredible uh, flexibility in mm. their thinking. They're not as rigid, and they, even though s- some things might seem silly of what they say mm. and everything, I, I think uh, uh, I would say I learn more from them sometimes than they, right. what they learn from me, uh, and. Um, Just having that's how we used to be, dude. <laughs> I know, I know, and uh, <coughs> in in a way, that's sort of what keeps me young at yeah, heart. You I know, hope it's so. like I, I I I deal with them a lot, and um, dude, they're so smart. Mm. They're very very smart. We don't we don't give them enough credit. Just just because they're not as knowledgeable doesn't mean that they're not smart. That mm. the way that they make connections and everything, um, and uh, that's one of the things that I enjoy about what I what I do. Um, some things that I don't enjoy about what I do is sometimes actually dealing with the adults around the children. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but 
yeah, sometimes, you know, parents and other figures have plans for their children. And, right. And uh, I also know that they're doing it with their best intention. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's, it's, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Luckily, that hasn't happened that, that much uh, in, a, in a while. Mm. But I remember, especially at the beginning, it was uh, sometimes difficult. Um, in terms of music, musically, um, I think I have certain um, issues about the politics of the industry, mm-hmm. um, about uh, some figures making decisions that shouldn't be up to them, mm-hmm. that uh, that steer certain directions of the mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. I think there's people that are too self-absorbed and the, their egos are too big. Right. And they forget the the reason hmm. and the purpose of music and arts. Um, that's one thing that I don't enjoy and I've actually stepped away a little bit mm-hmm. from it. Um, and... What else? I don't. I don't like um, fast food music. <laughs> uh, music that people make just to sell whatever, mm-hmm. just to. Uh, you know, sometimes I have the feeling it's not about music. It's more like creating a product. It's uh, well, music is a product, and the product has be co- has to be consumed. But sometimes you get, you know, a ribeye steak. I know you're a vegan, so maybe maybe <laughs> not the not the best uh, example, but the best I can think of is like you get like some really high quality uh, meat that was prepared or or some some food that was very well prepared and uh, it was uh, expertly prepared, I would mm. say. And then there's McDonald's, right? And unfortunately, we have a lot of McDonald's music, yeah, in the mainstream. Mm. Uh, industry um but i just don't consume it right you also have a choice yeah and i mean the people that are marketing this have a responsibility Mm. uh, but they're looking at it as a marketing product rather than art but you know in the end i also believe very much in uh the the free market Mm -hmm. and the market is going to decide yep. in the end. So, um, but then you know, it can have some negative consequences mm. in the in the in the population. So mm. you have to you have to be responsible about those choices. Mm. Um, music um, holds nostalgic powers. You know, mm. when you look into music therapy, for example, you know, it can help with people with dementia a lot. That they are. <coughs> back into the moment or all of a sudden they remember when they listen to a song they heard like I don't know decades ago mm-hmm. they grew up with or something like that <coughs> how did your music um, taste change over time you know, when you uh, I can speak out of my experience I think the teenagers years were very influential you know they yeah. shaped your music taste and it was it meant everything to you you know like it was <sighs> Yeah, so meaningful, and um, 
if you compare like your early days with music and uh, nowadays did your taste change did your relationship with music change i would say my taste didn't change that much however i became more open i've become more and more open mm. um i mean i i i basically especially with my music training it was mostly like classical music mm. very complex a lot of uh, you know it's very high quality most of what i studied so my standards <coughs> became really really high um but i also learned how to appreciate you know what people are creating sometimes mm. it's not about complexity sometimes it's not about Simplicity. you know who can harmonize the most in the craziest ways like Hi, so Jacob <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> Jacob like or or like I don't know Rachmaninoff or mm. some, some you know um, a composer like that it's like wow um, which is beautiful and, and if it's done uh, with 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 uh, intention and class and expertise and elegance mm. oh it's it's just amazing but You know, I, I, I also enjoy like the Beatles mm -hmm. and some of the simplest songs are mm. some of my favorite. I, most of my teenage years, I would listen to the Beatles um, and other, you know, pop music, rock, it's very simple music. Um, and you were talking about uh, how that, how, how, is, how that is connected to our, yeah. to our emotions. And um, I think... Uh, I would say is the other way around. Sometimes we think that is the music, but I think it's it's the 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 emotion because we go back to that that emotion. You know, it's like sometimes um, you see or you encounter a person that that it, and that 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 triggers a feeling. It's uh, yeah, music can yeah. function as a reminder. Right? It's like a reminder exactly, yeah. and sometimes it you can't even remember like where you were or or but you you remember the feeling yeah you sometimes you don't remember the f the, the details but you remember yeah. the feeling right yeah. certain it's the same things things happens with um with certain people sometimes uh maybe you had a bad experience with someone and you forgot what that experience was but you never forget the feeling yeah, so every time you see that person it's like this the same feeling it's like yeah. or ah, such a warm warm feeling right same with the music sometimes you you listen to a certain song and Sometimes it just can transport you back to like where you were and, mm. uh, or certain, certain places or certain people that you share the moment with uh, or a concert or whatever, right? But mm. uh, sometimes it's just a feeling. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I hear, uh, listen to music that I would listen to just like in my room by myself. Right. Like nothing specifically like exciting would happen, but that created that 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 uh, feeling that when i think of it i just feel young isn't that interesting right i just yeah. feel young again or i just <laughs> feel like uh, because that was i don't i don't remember when the first time i heard that song or i don't yeah. remember how many times i heard it like but i remember the feeling right, right. um so uh yeah and and also i i uh, love the way that music really is present in our lives and sometimes it guides our emotions more than we think mm. because um like uh 
when you walk into a hotel lobby or an elevator or yeah. a dentist's office or you watch it's a movie it's it's or, or you get in, in the public bus and mm -hmm. right the music that is playing is whether you're conscious of it of, or not it's influencing your your mood right um and uh can be even music that you don't like yeah you know I, I i know exactly the music when i was when i used to take the public bus all the time i remember exactly what type of music they would mm. always listen to mm. right yeah music can be i don't know can feel like heaven and then at the same time other music can feel like torture <laughs> yeah but it's, and, some, and then everything in between too it can sure sure it can it can it can be music that you like but mm. reminds you of horrible things yeah. and then it can be like shitty music right. that reminds you of like really good times yeah yeah there's uh, there are a couple of songs one song i for example i really don't like and i don't want to listen to and then there's one song i really like but i still don't want to listen to because it reminds me of something i don't want to there you go go through again there you go and then uh, the other thing i just want to add um is yeah i was told one time that really stuck with me um you don't remember what people say to you or or said to you or did to you but mm. you remember how they make you feel or made you feel yeah. i would say that's true about yeah. most things that create yeah. uh, an emotional impact on you yeah yeah um any bands any artists any songs that you listen to at the moment <coughs> like listening to i mean just uh, i mean i'm a of course i'm a big fan of uh, classical music mm. i'm a classical pianist um this is what i teach um But I, uh, of course, most of uh, composers from Bach mm. to the composers in the 20th and 21st century, um, Stravinsky, Shostakovich, Prokofiev, uh, I don't know, I couldn't name a bunch, but those are like more, more classical or more academic. I love... Um, I love some jazz musicians as well. Mm. Like I, I absolutely love uh, like Thelonious Monk, for mm. example, and um, uh, in the in the uh, I love rock, for example. I, I love the rock from the seventies, sixties, seventies, eighties. I love Queen. I love the mm. Beatles. I already mentioned them. Um, I absolutely love and enjoy uh, progressive rock a lot. Mm -hmm. <coughs> I know you do too. Mm -hmm. And we talk about it and we share bands and yeah. and songs and stuff. So one of my favorite bands ever is Dream Theater. Mm. One of the most fascinating musicians that I've ever encountered is uh, Jacob Collier. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to categorize his music. I think he just does whatever he wants and he's successful at it because he understands it deeply. Yeah. Um, there's some genres that I'm not very um, that don't really resonate with me right. uh, like country music doesn't really sure. resonate with me although I, I recognize that there are some country musicians especially like old school country musicians mm. that are really good mm. and I appreciate them mm. I appreciate what they do for the culture yeah but I feel that about other music too it's like wow technically and It's insane, but emotionally it just doesn't move me. Yeah, right? yeah. And then there's garbage music <laughs> that I don't. And you know, I don't. I don't necessarily want to disrespect any particular like person, like people. Right, right, right. 
because I do have, I do believe that even those artists, you know, they have dignity and they're, Mm-mm. you know, providing for their families or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. But um, I don't just don't agree with what they create. Sure. So um, I'm not going to name any names. No. <laughs> but uh, there's an abundance of them. All right. Um, and I like discovering new music, uh, new bands. I like to talk to friends that have different musical tastes. Mm. But, you know, there's you always have your own classics. Mm. And it's usually yeah. your go-tos are, like you said, what you would listen to in your teenage years, mm-hmm. maybe early 20s. Mm. <laughs> Besides music, um, is there anything else you're interested in, passionate about? Well, I <clears throat> I grew up with sports. Right. I uh, my first and most beloved sport to play is uh, soccer. That's what I. That's what I love. Really, is mm. when it comes to physical activity, soccer is always going to be number one. <clears throat> But I also really enjoy tennis. Mm-hmm. A lot. I enjoy uh, racquetball. Mm. I. Uh, I'm learning something here about you. You didn't know that I play racquetball? No. <coughs> Did you know that I won the, the league here at LA Fitness several times? No. Wow. Yeah. It's a sport <laughs> that I actually, it's a sport that I picked up after I had a soccer injury. Oh. And I couldn't like have any like much of a contact physical sport mm. like that. And in Pittsburgh, it's very cold and mm. you can't be outside. The tennis courts were, you know, covered in snow half the year. Mm. And, uh, so I picked up racquetball and I actually became Damn. somewhat decent. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I'm not going to challenge you then. We can go play sometime. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's very different from tennis. Okay. Um, I like sports. I like, uh, yeah, physical activity. Um, I like, I like creative activities also that challenge me. I love like video production, for right. example. Um, I love uh, food. I appreciate good mm. food. Um, and uh, I like, uh, I like, I love traveling, mm-hmm. uh, discovering new places, cultures, foods, mm. music, you know, everything that mm. comes with culture. I enjoy. Um, I don't know. I like to spend time with friends and uh, making new ones. Mm. Yeah, mm. I don't know. That's. Do you have any advice <laughs> for um, young musicians or musicians who are just starting out you know, early on their musical journey? Yeah, I mean, practice a lot, but if you practice a lot, you must also live your life a lot mm. because there's nothing more boring than listening to someone that can move their fingers and say nothing. Mm. It's like learning a bunch of vocabulary and writing a fancy paragraph or a fancy speech and saying nothing. Mm. Yeah. It's also like the opposite is true. Like someone that's like too limited and basic uh, maybe has a lot to say, but doesn't have the tools to say it. Mm. It's also kind of frustrating. Mm. So um, live your life, but practice your ass off too. Um, And, you know, be authentic. Uh, Try to get as much, as many perspectives as you can. Mm. Uh, See everything as a learning opportunity. 
mm. take risks. The younger you are, you can take bigger risks. Mm. Uh, they they pay off. When you get older, even if that risk that you took very early on didn't work out, if even if it was a massive disaster, 15, 20 years later, that is going to uh, develop your character right. for even more important moments. Mm. So take the risk, do it. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, just be a responsible human being. Mm. Yeah, Treat everyone with respect. There's always something you can learn from everybody. Um, and yeah, I mean, I could go on and on, but right. that would be a, yeah. at least a good starting point. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's it from my side. Um, thank you so much. I learned a lot about you. Really? Yeah. Good. good. That's amazing. So thanks for that opportunity. And is there anything you'd like to share? Anything we left out? Um, I mean, I don't know. You and I always have very lengthy and profound conversations, so right. we could be here all day. Right. Um, but uh, no, just thank you for this. It's it's always fun to to share moments like these. And mm. yeah, let's do it again sometime. Awesome. Gracias, amigo. Fuck yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found the conversation interesting and valuable. And I can't wait to share the next one with you. Thanks for your interest. This is the greatest way to support independent art, lead creativity.